It's Thursday, November 19, 2015. They want to sift through these emails, look for bits and pieces that if you yank them out of context, look suspicious. House Republicans double down in their continuing war against NOAA scientists. Taxpayers subsidize fossil fuels to the tune of $500 billion a year. October 2015 is the hottest October on record. Plus, Canada's Prime Minister kills another tar sands pipeline. All of that carnage and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. It's almost like they'll put you in prison for challenging the religious dogma of climate change on campus, and that's crazy. That is crazy. Senator Rand Paul is crazy as saying that it's almost like they'll put you in prison for challenging climate change. Rand Paul plays the victim card. This is your Green News Report. Hey, Desi Doyen, global warming deniers continue to tell us that the globe is not getting any warmer, and yet scientists continue to tell us that each month is giving us record heat at this point, pretty much every month, I think, this year. Yeah, denial of reality. It's what they do. And of course, now there's more. October 2015 was the hottest October in history since record keeping began in 1880. That's according to new data released by NASA. So far, almost every month in 2015, has broken the record for that month, making it almost certain that 2015 will surpass 2014 as the hottest full calendar year on record. But other than that, the globe is not warming. Oh, but wait, there's more. NASA says 2015 will register a full one degree Celsius warmer than pre-industrial temperatures. And that is an important threshold because one degree Celsius is halfway to the internationally agreed upon warming target of two degrees Celsius, Above pre-industrial levels. World leaders meeting in Paris in two weeks are negotiating a comprehensive international emissions treaty, and the goal is to keep those temperatures from rising more than two degrees. So, just to be clear, we've already reached the halfway point of warming. In other words, just to be clear, that two degrees... That's what we're going to go, they feel, no matter what. They want to try to hold it to no more than two degrees Celsius. Right. Yeah, good luck with that. Plus, NASA reports that El Nino is now officially the most intense El Nino ever recorded, with sea surface temperatures in the Pacific Ocean already surpassing the record temperatures at the same point during the 1998 monster El Nino. Well, when is it going to bring all of the rain here to Southern California? That is an excellent question. Nobody knows. And so far, no rain. In U.S. politics, a big story that's flown under the radar, the chairman of the House Science Committee is going after scientists at NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and the National Science Foundation. Representative Lamar Smith of Texas has subpoenaed the personal emails of federal scientists because he claims they've committed scientific fraud in a major new study showing that there has been no pause in global warming. So far, NOAA has complied with the House Committee's data requests, but they've refused to hand over personal emails. On a recent broadcast, environment journalist David Roberts of Vox.com says this investigation will undermine U.S. science research. The damage that they're doing to the practice of science in the U.S., I think, is much deeper and, and, and more disturbing than whatever the ebb and flow of who's up and down in, in electoral politics. David Roberts went on to tell me that this is just a matter of 
harassing them. And they just want to find something in those emails that they can use out of context to somehow try and embarrass them. They have absolutely no evidence for this jihad, if you will, against climate scientists. It's amazing. Internationally, despite public pledges by governments to cut down on fossil fuels in advance of the U.N. climate talks, a new report from the nonprofit group Oil Change International finds that developed countries spent a combined average of nearly $500 billion on fossil fuel subsidies in 2013 and 2014. In the U.S., taxpayers give the fossil fuel industry a cool $20 billion in permanent subsidies every year, while renewable energy subsidies are set to expire this month. Finally, in the U.K., the British government has announced this week it will close all coal-fired power plants in the country by 2025. That's phasing out coal in 10 years. And in Canada, just a few weeks after President Obama rejected the Keystone XL tar sands pipeline, Canada's new prime minister, Justin Trudeau, has killed another one, the controversial proposed Northern Gateway Pipeline project across British Columbia. Trudeau is making permanent a ban on oil tankers off the coast of British Columbia, which effectively ends the Northern Gateway Pipeline. Unbelievable. Rejecting the Keystone XL Pipeline. Governor Cuomo in New York just rejected a natural gas pipeline. Now Canada itself rejecting its own pipeline. It really is a new day for fossil fuels. A new and not good day for them, but maybe good for us. For much more on all of these reports and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. And another one gone, and another one gone, another one buys the dust. Hey, hey, we're gonna get you too, another one buys the dust. Hey.